All right. Um, just want to thank you guys for downloading my podcast. Uh, my name is Isaac, and I'm from Southern California. Uh, grew up here uh, in the L.A. area. Now I live in Orange County in the heart of Trump territory. Um, I am gay. Uh, I am a Mexican by, you know, culture. My par- my grandparents were from Mexico. My mom is uh, grew up in East L.A. I, you know, have that my... I know Spanish, I'm bilingual, uh, see, uh, I'm a full-fledged minority, um, and, uh, just hope that my podcast will kind of give a different perspective, uh, since I'm not based in New York or D.C. or even really Los Angeles proper. I am in the, uh, the suburban and uh actually i'm actually by the uh, by the water i'm in a beach town um so it's a really weird mix of liberal and conservative uh people around me uh kind of like night and day uh a lot of churches a lot of uh a lot of surfers it's uh, a lot of tourists uh we do have a, quite a mix here but um the place that I live in definitely voted for Trump in this last election, and uh, so you, so I'm, I'm not in a friendly territory. <laughs> I'm not allowed to uh, go down the street and hold hands with a guy. You know, it's not, it's not uh, that kind of accepting neighborhood that I'm living in. Um, but I do my best to disrupt and uh, <laughs> to uh, make my opinions heard. Uh, in public, so uh, that doesn't always work out for me, but uh, hey, you do what you got to do. Anyway, hope uh, you guys enjoy my podcast. I'm going to talk about politics. I'm going to talk about pop culture. I'm going to talk about um, just basically anything. Hopefully, uh, some people listen and uh, write and tell me what they think or if they'd like me to discuss something, Um, and then maybe in the future even have some guests or uh, co-hosts, who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, kind of want to get into some politics first since we have our President Trump, who is a super fascist that, um, is kind of scary. Uh, let's see. We know that he won because the Democrats put up a piss-poor candidate, uh, Hillary Clinton, although I'd love to see a, a woman president in this country, um... Hillary Clinton was not someone that I was too excited about. Uh, definitely would have preferred her to Trump, but I'd have to say only because I'd be less scared of her coming down on, you know, LGBT people or people of color. But at the same time, I have to say she did not give me any hope. Uh <laughs> She was just a terrible candidate. I mean, I don't want to get into it. These are all, like, after-the-fact observations. But uh, let's just say she did not speak to the people. Um, There was nothing anti-establishment about her. She's definitely pro-war. She's definitely anti-immigrant. At least as anti-immigrant as the current presidency is, which is deporting a lot of people. 
uh, and detaining a lot of people that are fleeing over the border to escape, that are escaping really hellish lives and conditions over there, which are, those conditions are definitely supported by the U.S. government. Um, you know, there was just no inspiration there. I felt like it was someone going up there and saying, I am a woman. I've been around in politics for a long time. I deserve, I am owed this. And, uh, you know, that when you're struggling economically in the middle of the country and you're around a bunch of other white people and racism is not on the top of your list, neither is sexism, um, someone running and asking for your vote simply and 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 expecting it because they're not the other guy is just not going to work it's just not going to work uh and it didn't so now we have president trump uh which is terrifying because his he's staffing his uh his cabinet and surrounding himself with white supremacists and people with horrifying views uh we're stuck with him for a while, so we're just going to have to learn how to uh, resist, uh, how to – we're going to learn how – we're going to need to talk about these things. We're going to have to not let the media wash over these people as as just people with differing opinions. Uh, we're going to have to actually force them to use words like racist and bigot and fascist and white supremacist and and you can you can see them uh, starting to brush over that already uh last night i was on twitter and the la times tweeted out a story about white pride uh which is a new way i guess we're gonna call white supremacy white pride now and uh it is really tough for a minority like myself to hear about white pride when almost every representation in the media is a white person. Every superhero is a white person. Every movie star is a white person. I mean, it seems like we're inundated with white pride. And I, I just, I don't understand I just, I guess I'm just scared that uh, white supremacy is going to change into white pride and then that is going to turn, that is just going to be mainstreamed. And we're going to see this backlash where white people view themselves as a monolithic culture that is deserving of special treatment. And. I think uh, you'd have to be completely unaware of the advantages that white people have had historically in this country in order to think like that. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) um, I'm not going to get, don't want to get too wrapped up in in my fear of uh, white pride, but I do want to really get, kind of just be aware that Whenever you see stuff like that, it is glossing over something. Whenever you see 
that uh, someone has said, you know, the the way it's represented is basically, uh, you know, I feel that white supremacy is bad, and I think it's terrible, and I think that we've had a bad history of white supremacy in this country, and then uh, you bring on the other guy, and he's like, listen, I'm just trying to have pride in my white race. And uh, the guy in the middle is the journalist, and he's just like, well, here's what he says, and here's what he says. I don't know. You judge for yourself. Instead of saying, well, clearly this one guy is completely racist. But no, we're going to present it as two normal arguments from two different people, right? Oh, <clears throat> we both have a, a, a reason for being, you know, for being upset about everything. It's like, no, it's not like that. It, it, there's, there's no parody in this. This is, this is clearly a resurgence of white supremacy that we're seeing. It's not something new. It is the same old shit. Um... But anyway, let's not get too wrapped up in that. Um, we do know it's a. We do have to be aware of it. Uh, we have to be worried about it, and and I certainly am. But uh, you know, it's gonna. It's <laughs> it's gonna be a fight, and uh, we shouldn't be afraid to to voice our own opinions. And and that's kind of why I'm starting this podcast because I. I really think that uh, gay people don't get a voice. Uh, I feel we have a lot of, you know, and and neither do Mexicans. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like Latinos or gay people or black people, anybody minorities, really get a a fair share of the airwaves. I don't feel like they they have the ability to speak their mind or talk about what things affect them. So, um, and and. And I'm really disappointed in the gay media. You know, there was a twinks for Trump. I mean, like, what? Where are we going? You know, uh, the, the, there's so much racism in the gay community that the gay media chooses not to call out. Uh, you know, every gay dating app has a race filter, and that's pretty much the first thing they want to know. And it, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't plaster your gay magazines with white guys. You can't uh, have all your dating apps with race filters. You can't make race such a prevalent and prized uh, aspect and then preach acceptance and tolerance at the same time. You just can't do that. And I feel a lot of gay magazines do that in excess, and it's disgusting to me. Um, I feel they put more straight guys on their magazine covers than gay guys, and we all know this. And uh, there's been plenty of articles written about it. Uh, you know, plenty of LGBT uh, writers out there have uh, talked about you know, this just double standard where white straight guys, white straight guys and uh, white gay guys are given priority um, for magazine covers and for just stories in general, how gay magazines, instead of asking why this straight white guy was cast to play this gay guy, instead of asking why he was, they, they basically want to applaud him for playing a gay guy. You know, um, 
anyway, these are these are topics I kind of want to get into. Hopefully, we'll have some guests uh, come on and discuss it. Uh, I know there's a couple of journalists that uh, that I'll definitely mention by name that have uh, really done some great work talking about the racism in the gay community. Um, that apparently the uh, mainstream gay mags like The Advocate and um, Out Magazine and Queerty really just have a real aversion to talking about. And it's no doubt. I mean, I'm sure they're all funded by really, really rich, rich white gay guys that don't want to talk about this shit because they fucking believe it. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to take a little break. Uh, go calm down, have some coffee. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back and I'll kind of... Uh, get into a few more stories about the election, uh, talk about some pop culture stuff, and uh, hopefully you'll uh, keep on listening. Right. All right, I'm back. Uh, thanks for uh, sticking with me. I just had to uh, go to the bathroom real fast. Uh, a lot of coffee, you know. Anyway, uh want to get back to uh, to kind of going through some stories here. I know I went off about uh, gay people or uh, gay media <laughs> earlier and um, kind of give you a little rundown of, of who I am. But uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about how we're going to survive in this Trump presidency, shall we? Uh, now, I'd say that I mentioned how I was disappointed in Hillary Clinton being a candidate Uh, for the Democratic Party. I was more of a Sanders supporter. Uh, Definitely voted for him in the primary here in California, even though it didn't matter because it was already settled pretty much that Hillary Clinton was going to be the next candidate. And I feel a lot of Bernie supporters knew that. Even though they were going out to vote uh, for Sanders, I think everybody had that in the back of their mind that Clinton had this in the bag. The media basically was complacent and uh, they assisted Clinton in winning that nomination or at least they were not interested in covering two candidates they were they were concerned with covering one and the other one they labeled as a fringe candidate and uh, that kind of goes against the very idea of democracy where instead of saying hey here are your choices we say, uh, here's the one that everybody likes and here's the one that nobody likes and you probably shouldn't pick him because he's not going to win anyway. Uh, so now that we know that the Democrats pretty much failed uh, during this last election, I think it's, you know, for me, in my opinion, I, I'm I'm ready to leave the Democratic Party. I, I, it doesn't offer me anything. Um, we have... Uh, if I'm concerned with trans people, if I'm concerned with trans right, I think I think of uh, Chelsea Manning, who's locked up right now under a Democratic presidency after, you know, revealing how corrupt this whole friggin' system is, and and really like letting us know how much of our freedoms are being taken away. She uh, she sacrificed her freedom and everything else for that, and uh, right now she's locked up, and that's under a Democratic president. Um. And I didn't hear Hillary Clinton talk about her. Uh, I think about, you know, all the deportations that are taking place. Um, How are Latinos feeling about that? You know, it's the Democratic Party fails on so many counts. I really 
find it hard what to, to know what they stand for anymore. Um, Black Lives Matter, you know, they had a hell of a time trying to get the Democrats to even acknowledge them. Uh, you know, you got that too. It's, it's this disconnect. And, you know, there was riots in Ferguson. There was, you know, riots and not riots, but I guess I would call them protests. I guess the media would call them riots. Um, there were protests a while back over police brutality and not one of these Democrats was getting up saying, I support those people. They were talking about how they are destroying property, how uh, they're angry and they're not taking it out the right way. Uh, they need to be mindful of cops and blue lives matter. And, you know, everyone's just trying to do their job. I mean, you, you that wasn't that long ago. And in the elect, and then a couple, you know, last, last week they were like, begging for those people to vote for them it just doesn't work that way so the the democratic party has lost it's just basically it's message it's lost its message it's lost its relevancy in my opinion which is why like i myself joined or am thinking of joining the dsa democrat socialist america because i just don't see any other way around it. I mean, I'm anti-war. I'm anti-deportation. You know, I'm anti-government intervention in other countries. It's just, there is no party for someone like me who's concerned with economic equality, uh, you know, educational access. There's no party for someone like me and that is why the democratic party is losing me and i think they're losing a lot of people as we saw in this last election you know um until they stand up for something they will have no relevancy and right now they're not standing up for anything right now they're too busy wondering why their freaking queen did not get crowned and it's because you guys put up a queen to run. You have to put up a real person, you know? You can't put up the next in line for the crown, you know? This is not how that works. So, and, I, and you'd think they would know that from when they ran against Obama the first time, but I guess they didn't learn their lesson. Um, because he was actually offering something. And maybe he didn't fulfill his promises, but he definitely had a message of hope and change. And she had a message of you're a whiny, needy millennial that needs to shut up and pull your pants up and freaking get a job and stop whining about free college. Like, that's what I heard. And that's what a lot of her supporters were just out there just trashing millennials and gleefully trashing millennials which was just very strange for me anyway i guess what i'm saying is after this election well since this election has ended i really feel like just a loss of any confidence in the democratic party at all uh that's my thought on it um you know if, if you think the democratic party could be 
saved. If you think that they have a message, I'd really be interested in hearing what that message is. Um, I don't think it's anti-racism. I don't think it's anti-police state. I don't think it's anti-war. So I'm just trying to wonder, and I don't think it's for economic equality. I don't think it's for fucking free college or at least help with that. There's nothing like that. Debt forgiveness, I don't see any of that. So I'm wondering what the Democratic Party is offering. Um, I guess I'll keep on wondering that. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to uh, take a little break here, and then I'll talk about some shows that I like watching. Um, I'll talk about media representation of the gays uh, in the LGBT community in general. Um, and uh, so stick with me, and uh, I'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Band Behavior Podcast. Uh, this is Isaac, and I'm going to talk about some movies and some TV shows that I like to watch. Let's make this a little lighter now. I kind of had a little heavy introduction, but that's because of, you know, the election, I'm angry, you know, the usual shit. Anyway, saw Ghostbusters. I did not see it in the theater, and I'm kind of bummed I didn't because I think it was in 3D, and I would have loved to seen it in 3D. It was pretty cool. It was pretty funny. Um, I haven't seen a comedy that I can watch for a while because usually they'll be making fun of gay people or a gay thing will be a joke. I mean, like, it'll be the joke. Basically, most of the comedies that have come out have been one long gay joke. So it'll be, like, two straight guys and they will do something gay and then that'll be funny. Or almost gay, and that'll be funny. Or some shit like that, where, you know, the joke is being gay. So it was nice to see a movie where the joke wasn't that someone was gay, or that they could be gay, or that they did a gay thing. Um, it was it was really uh, cool to see women, like a bunch of women, like just. Mm, hit it out of the park and give me a really funny movie and it was awesome to see Chris Hemsworth in it too because he is just gorgeous um I liked uh the uh Holtzman was my favorite she's uh she was the the les I'm pretty sure she was a lesbian she was not at all interested in Chris Hemsworth and she was seemed to be more interested in the ladies I really wish we got more of that lesbian action in there because that is my favorite I mean she was cool she was smart she was funny uh she was my favorite uh and then you know everybody else in the cast was great too uh but Holtzman definitely a fan um and that was played by Kate McKinnon, who, you know, she's obviously fabulous and funny. Um, but it, I know it got a lot of pushback. It got a lot of men mad about Ghostbusters being remade, which is ridiculous because every fucking movie imaginable from the 80s is being remade. And the one they have a problem with is the one that they freaking made with women. Of course, you know, if you really want to freaking go after somebody for destroying 80s things, then go after Michael Bay with Transformers, because that shit is unwatchable. Um, way more unwatchable than freaking anything close that has, been, has come out besides that. I mean, like, seriously, it's bad. Um, 
anyway, Ghostbusters, funny. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Please, Hollywood, make a sequel. Uh, let's see. Now let's talk about... And in that sequel, Hollywood, I better see lesbians aplenty. I do not want to see any more of this like, ooh, maybe she does like girls. Because you guys do that shit to gay guys too, and it's just terrible. Um. Anyway, Westworld. I'm not into it as much as I am into Game of Thrones. I know it's supposed to be the big replacement, but I don't see that happening yet. Um, listen, I love sci-fi. I love robots. I love cyborgs. You know, data on Star Trek The Next Generation is the shit. You know, we I love them all. But this show is more of like, I feel, uh, a video game. Based on a video game. I feel... You know, there's the classic you pick if you're good or bad, and I don't know if anybody out there plays any, you know, video games, but I play plenty. Um, you know, it reminds me of Red Dead Redemption, which many are familiar with is a Wild West game. I found it pretty boring. I'm not really into riding around on a horse and shooting people all the time. It's, it's monotonous to me, and the landscape is less than uh, vibrant. I don't know. But uh, I'm more of the uh, Elder Scrolls guy that wants to be a little wizard and walk around and do magic spells and fight goblins and shit like that. Uh, but uh, the Westworld is totally like that. I mean, it starts off with you either be a good guy or a bad guy. You can do whatever you want. It's an it's a you know MMO type deal. Uh, it's very bro centered. You know what I mean? It's very like masculine. It's very male. It's you know, you go to the the brothel, it's all these women dressed like, you know, the classic sex worker clothing that they would wear in uh, the Old West. So, you know, it's definitely catered towards a certain group of people. It's not like, hey, this is for everyone. I know they try to pass it off as like a family style kind of thing in the beginning, but there's no way in hell you're going to convince me someone would take their kids to a place where someone could get gunned down any time, you know, uh, in front of them so they could see horrific violence, right? Uh, it's it's very strange. But <laughs> I get the premise. Uh, it, it does remind me of video games. You, you, either, you, you pick a storyline. You pick a character. That character will take you on a story. You know, it'll take you on an adventure. It's, it's so based on video games. It is insane. Um, but I do like that, you know, I like video games. So th that's, that part of me, I, I do like that, but I feel like it's it, uh, as open as it seems in what you can do, like in your choices, as, as many choices as they offer you, you're pretty much stuck on this path of violence and destruction and death and just rough living like old west style and and i guess that's what they're going for and and that makes sense to me but uh i also know that that is definitely caters to one type of person and that would be a straight man uh that wants to go out and kill people uh <laughs> which there are plenty of those anyway uh it's a it's a little heavy-handed handed uh you know 
there's a lot of Radiohead songs uh, played on the piano. I find at first I found it cool, and now I kind of find it obnoxious and annoying, uh, just because it's not really background music. It is kind of like, listen, we have some background music, and we want you to hear it. It's Radiohead, like it's that. Uh, it's like the music gets its own scene, its own intro shot. You know what I mean? Like, look at the piano. I get it. It's all set up for something further along the line, but it is a little heavy-handed. The first episode, there's a fly that's all over everyone's face. Apparently, he's only in it for one episode. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get to see the fly after the first episode. Just, that's a spoiler. So, if he's your favorite character, I'm sorry. He doesn't make it. Um... Anyway, the rest of the show is is pretty fun. It's starting to get a, you know starting to work itself up a little more, and I'm getting a little more excited about it. But uh, it still pales in compa- comparison to Game of Thrones, um, and I'm not really excited about the diversity. I mean, come on, man! You got one black woman. You have no gay people, no LGBT people. I mean, maybe I think one woman was a lesbian i think she was i don't know what happened to her she went away i don't know she seemed like she was interested in having sex with a woman and then that was about it so i'd say there was one there maybe there does that give them points if they had passing lesbian interest i don't know uh i'm not gonna give them points for that uh there was two. There was a dude that was having sex with this horrible guy who's evil and terrible, and I'm pretty sure that's why they showed him having sex with a dude. And he wasn't having sex with a guy. The guy was laying on the same bed, and he maybe had his hand on the guy's wrist or shoulder. I don't remember. Either way, you know, of course, the only person that's having gay sex or maybe having a guy in the same room with him as he's having sex is the evil, terrible, morally ambiguous scumbag that rides around with this main character um so thank you hbo for continuing to uh not portray other people's stories uh except for looking which was a shit show so you don't get points for that either um i didn't bother to watch the looking movie by the way if anybody else out there saw it uh don't tell me about it because i don't care uh anyway uh I am uh, going to end the podcast now. Uh, I hope you like listening. Uh, I'm going to do some more in the future. Uh, this is my first one. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure it'll get easier as I go along. And as I said, I'd, I hope to have some guests and uh, some people that can come on and talk about their opinions on things, uh, have some good, hopefully some good stories, some good dialogue. Uh, I want to... I really want to uh, just uh, work on building a network of people that we can talk to and, uh, you know, getting more opinions and uh, more points of view from people out there that are in similar communities, uh, in LGBT communities. Uh, if you're located in a highly conservative area, I, I know how that feels. Uh it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. It can be depressing, but just know that, uh, you know, there's people out there that think like you 
and um, that you do have a community. It it is out there, and uh, they do support you. Uh, anyway, uh, hope to hear from you guys. Um, you've been listening to the Band Behavior Podcast, uh, and uh, please uh, please download the next one. Um, I'll try to get that up as soon as I can. It is a Friday, so I'm going to have a weekend, and then uh, Monday, I'm going to try and make this a weekly thing. So Monday, cross on my fingers, get another uh, podcast episode up there. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, be safe out there.